0: Here we are again live are. lashgasm radio i loved the conversation we were having the other day about lash damage and just sort of like how we went off into these little tangents and you brought up a really good point and i know that you were joking but it really just made so much sense because i'm affected by that so what you said the other day was you can't microblade your lashes right because right. we started talking about damage and the trends in the 90s and early 2000s, right? Was that primarily? Yeah,
1: it was mostly 90s, I think. But mostly 90s. Yeah. That was a real
0: quick stint, thankfully. Thankfully, yeah. We didn't go too crazy and keep that going, but you know, I did that. I had the pencil, pencil, thin brows, mm-hmm. and I'm now paying the price for it. Yeah. What I did was microblading, exactly. and to your point, what are we going to do in 10 to 20 years from now or 30 who knows it's this is unknown territory right Mm -hmm. and we don't have any data to back this up so we're in this discovery stages of like okay what are lashes gonna look like after all of these years of damage if you get damage from your lash extensions we're hoping that's not the case but that unfortunately is a reality of our industry You know, and I think that that's something that we really take serious. It's like part of our philosophy and our lash for method teaches very, very um, anti-damage protocols. So I feel like from where you said, I know you're our studio manager and Mm -hmm. you see people coming in and out of the door all day. I know you guys had said something about um, an alarming number of people that came in in just in the month of March alone. I know we were looking at some of the before and afters and I'm grateful that they found us, but... What's your, what's your take? Do you, do you feel like it's getting better? Is it getting worse? What are your thoughts on that?
1: You know, we have noticed a lot more people coming in with lash damage and it's noticeable alarming. So, um, but I think I don't, I'm trying to really pinpoint what is causing it. And to me, it looks like it's just heavy fans or not isolated lashes i mean we know that's what causes lash damage of course but why is this happening right like your question so i don't think there's a lack of training or knowledge out there i really don't think it's that um the more i thought about it i do think it's more of a trend thing of these new artists entering the industry having the pressure of instagram and social media now of producing this work that's I'm gonna call it scroll-stopping. You know, it's mm, the that's a good one. The dark, thick, um, beautiful. It looks beautiful. It photographs well.
0: Mm. And often
1: edited, though. Often edited, potentially. But either way, you know, they want yeah the ones that they're trying to replicate. Yes, are edited. But they're entering this industry. They're seeing these beautiful, big. Um, I mean, I agree. Like whenever I see them, I'm like, ooh, that looks so good. Yeah. you know. A lot of times, though, for what people can actually hold for their natural lashes, you cannot give them that look unless it's for portfolio work or just a one-off event or time. So to wear them consistently over and over. So they're getting pressure from maybe their peers, the lash artists, of trying to keep up with that work and produce that. Or they're getting the pressure from the clients coming in saying, well, I want this work. And instead of saying, that's actually not what your natural lashes can hold or what would be best to maintain the integrity of your natural lash we're just putting on big heavy fans right or it's like one of those things where maybe you're in a rush and you know maybe you don't properly isolate because you just want to get it done very quickly and then you're like I'll fix it next time the next time they come in with baby lashes and now you're like oh shit now I have to (laughs) right now what am I doing here so then you're putting a fan on that doesn't so I think it's all those things combined I really do and it's you know, we're all guilty of doing this sometimes of like, I'm in a hurry, I need to just, you know, make this look good in this hour quickly, instead of standing up for ourselves and saying, you do have a little damage this time, let me recommend these products or Mm -hmm. something to help you get your natural lashes back to where they need to be. And then we can produce this look down the road if you're taking care of them as well. Otherwise, you know, it's just causing that traction alopecia. And if we don't catch it in time, it will cause that permanent damage
0: yeah and, so, and that's that's the scary part and that's yeah. kind of what we were joking about at first of like that brow damage was permanent right right so of course i wish that was like how your leg hair growth pattern would exactly. be it's like you squeeze yeah. it once and it goes back but unfortunately that is how the brow and lash area t- tends to yeah. to lay out which is sad um i feel like I think the clients almost—I don't want to maybe say pressure—to your point, We're yeah. like, but they're—that's the marketing that those they're seeing, you know. If it, like you don't know what a lash line should pressure, look like, yeah. And that's all you see if you're searching a particular hashtag. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like to no fault of their own. I just think that as professionals, we need to take the time to have mm-hmm. a proper consultation, get to know your client, get to know their lifestyle. Um, you know, the details that we have in our form are are questions about the makeup styles that they wear, right? Those are always good indicators of how thick they want their lash line, because I think at the end of the day, a lot of people don't prefer that look, right? you know? It's like Mm -hmm. they think that they want that, but I think most people, given the opportunity to make an educated decision as to what is good for them, Mm -hmm. I think most people would would choose to go the kind of like the long-term route of like, all right, these lashes just aren't for today. Therefore, you know, forever, right? Yeah. But you have to respect your canvas and that's your natural lashes. So exactly. What are you going to do? Let's provide some solutions now. So in comes growing and showing. So this is our new product and it is a biotin based formula. It's a spray vitamin and you have 90 percent absorption. Typically pills, you get 20 to 30 maximum. So this in and of itself, that the nine times concentration of the active ingredients, you will start to see really good results in little as 10 days. So this is a route that you can take because you don't want to necessarily be like, all right, sorry, you're not a good candidate exactly. without providing them a solution, right? For because sure. there are there are things you can do mm-hmm. if it's not too late. Sometimes damage is permanent, but if you catch it early enough and if you have the right suggestion, you can reverse some of these um, visible signs of damage. I am a strong believer in um, inside-outside approach. Mm-hmm. Obviously growth serums topically are wonderful, they increase your circulation, they're typically filled with peptides and biotin and all these other nutrient-rich formulas um, or ingredients. But what about the inside aspect, right? right? You're nurturing the hair, but that hair is in—it's it, coming out of your body, so if you don't already have the nutrients to make the hair grow, even though it's already dead when it comes out, you're going to have that stunted growth. Or stunted rehab process so mm-hmm. we hit them with the double whammy so now you get the growth serum on the top and then you have this internal approach so you get the fur so hopefully yes. this will provide lash artists with less downtime you know obviously you want to take a little downtime if you need it so if you do mm-hmm. removal and you're like all right you gotta, gotta have a little bit of like two weeks of a breather yeah. but maybe with some of these products you can sort of shorten these downtimes and prevent them to begin with right if you're having your clients take these things right maybe they won't need to have you know weak baby you know yeah. weak little lashes so i think the more that you do the better to support the lashes oh, for
1: sure yeah yeah but i really just think it's a gap in education for the client not necessarily the lash artist too yeah i just wanted to you know i when i took the time to in particular this guest that made me think of like what are we gonna do if we keep this up? Um, right. We can't microblade lashes, yeah. you know, and that's where that, that that came from. The horrifying experience yeah, that you because saw because I was seeing it, and um, I talked to her about it, and she was like. I just said, you know, what is the look that you want to achieve? Or what do you love or not love about your lashes? And she literally said, I don't love how they pull. I don't love how they feel heavy. Mm -hmm. I don't love, you know. And so I took photos and I showed her and I educated and I said, you know, it's nothing against anyone you saw in the past. It was just more maybe it wasn't communicated the style you were looking for or you know maybe you just showed a photo and they were trying to replicate that without keeping in mind what your natural lashes can hold because she doesn't have you know super coarse thick lashes most people can't hold some of these fans that we are putting on I you know and I'm not saying anything against heavier mega volume fans because it's beautiful and it can work for some people and done properly, absolutely. It's a
0: solution for people that sure. want that thick. I'm technically wearing mega volume yeah. right now for anyone that's not watching and just listening. like yeah. I, We're not anti that. I'm just anti anything that's not Damaging. done right. Classic, right? Lashes, classic can be can yes. wreak havoc. I've so actually really also
1: yeah, remedied somebody that came in with classic lashes that were, I believe they were even zeros. They could have been heavier, but you know, that just took me back to my days of when I started lashing, and I only knew that that's all I had available. Right. We didn't know anything else, and I still remember, and I think this is why I'm such a component and um, for, you know, rally for natural lash health is because I did do damage to people's lashes yeah, thanks too. to those .20, .25, yeah. we just that That options. was because it was lack of education. Absolutely. We're like, it was
0: a very new industry, new service, and it's lack kind of, of through trial or, error. and error
1: and supplies. We didn't have any other options. Like I didn't personally, like the company I trained with had nothing but 0.20s, 0.25s. Yeah. That was my go-to. Yeah. Just so you know, you're not alone. Yeah. scary. So I think that's why I literally watched with my own eyes. It happened over a year time, two years time, whatever, depending on their age that they were, it happened quicker. And I'm like, what is happening? Why are these lashes broken? Why aren't they growing in? And then the industry, started to evolve and we had more options and I got additional education. And that's when I'm like, whoa, we can really cause a lot of damage as lash yeah. artists. About that same time, you know, I'm trying to grow in my brows as well. So it, it was, it's not just lash artists, it's uh, anyone that's starting these trends of like, let's do bigger, more, whatever. At bigger, some point, Bigger,
0: more, faster, right? Yes, Where it's it like breaks. faster isn't yeah. always the way. Exactly. Right, And that's kind of what we're talking about to begin with where I think that if you're feeling pressure to provide a certain look in a period of time mm-hmm. you're like rushing through for sure you know it's just it's and even if you properly isolate yeah if, if you don't hold it for a couple of seconds
1: and those antigen lashes or whatever neighboring lashes pop in there and it's in adhered into the adhesive when that yeah. goes out you're still causing that damage without knowing it yeah and that could be another thing that's happening I don't know it's like everyone wants in and out in a half hour and everyone wants like the biggest lashes of all time. So it's more again an education piece I think we're lacking in the industry to give to our clients versus yeah. the amount of education in the industry now is phenomenal. I'm I love how much it is, education it is. there is. There
0: are a lot of great companies it's doing so really many. good
1: things. And just individual people that can provide great education. Everybody you mm-hmm. know has there's just a lot to choose from which is so good to see. But yeah. it is, I think it's more the more I've been doing services and seeing this lately it, I really think it's the gap is between us as artists, educating our clients, doing a full consultation and letting them know, like just even changing a shape for their eye shape, you know, like whatever we're doing could open up their eyes so much more that they don't need those heavy links. And um, I, I really, I think that's what it is. Yeah. And then obviously prescribing the right products. So the grown yeah. and shown in the lash growth serum. Um, those are two incredible tools that we now have as lash artists as well
0: yeah again i couldn't agree more and i think just to dive a little bit deeper on that i think it's like is it fear I, I know that's so. just it's we talked about this several times yeah. often even because mm-hmm. it's something that we when we have our meetings we try to think of like all right what can we do for our team to make this a little easier and i think it it does come down to like mindset and self-confidence and for sure really being like no i require a consultation yeah. let's just start there yeah. no i can't do a five minute consultation let me get through and help you mm-hmm. where it's like it could, you could feel pressure from the client not wanting to participate in that but it really is our responsibility to just set the tone and give them the information at the first appointment so that all your other appointments down the line it's a relationship it's like it you is. have to build it right so you yeah. know get that out of the way i don't say that like, like get it out of the way you you complete the consultation properly yep. it's like your first building block To service this client again and again and every time they come in it's just another block to build on and then you know what a year down the line that's where you have that relationship with the client because it's like it's a give and take right they go home they feel invested in the process they feel empowered yes right because it's like because they're educated exactly i think there's a big difference between just telling somebody to do something or like Explaining, explaining to you yeah. the benefits as to why this is amazing how it can help that's very different than being like here go ahead just use this yeah Pe-
1: that's no, not yeah. enough
0: for people so right i think that it's one of the things where again it's so new but i just I always go back to hair right mm-hmm. would you go to somebody that put highlights in your hair and all the hair just broke off because it was blonde and or right. excuse me it was white mm-hmm. you know if i was like oh i want white highlights yeah. I'm sure my hair stylist would be like, um, okay, we're gonna need to see you three or four times and this is how we're gonna gradually lift that color. Yeah. Now again, it's, I'm not talking about the same thing, but there's a process there,
1: It is right, the same, where what we do yeah.
0: requires a process. So right. don't skip over the process and think that that's not um, important. I think it, yeah. it just really sets the tone and um, preserves what we're doing It preserves, preserves the integrity of our industry. For sure.
1: I think that every industry goes through potentially what we're going through right now. Think back to hair with perming and bleaching and how many like fuzzy heads of hair we're walking around. Brows with over tweezed and now we're all trying to get our brows back. And now lashes, we are still new but we're far enough into it to know that we can actually cause damage and if we as lash artists can just really take the time to educate our clients and they they'll view us as a professional even more so Um, it is our responsibility to maintain the integrity of their natural lash and to give them the best set of lashes for what they can wear so uh, I think you know just keeping that in mind with every single person that you see and just prescribing the right products and helping them as much as we can. I think that's just going to elevate and maintain our industry as long as possible.
0: Yeah, I love that. And and if anybody really needs some tools to assist them during that consultation process, Mm -hmm. you can feel free to email us or reach out to us via our website or our Instagram, and we're happy to share our consultation forms. We have now updated them Mm -hmm. to include some information about our LashNap product and the growing and showing. So, um, we're here to help. So, please take advantage of that. And thanks again for listening.
1: Thanks. Bye. Bye.